What's going on, everybody? My name is David Castle, and you are listening to another episode of Knowledge with Homage, coming at you live from a very windy Carson City, Nevada, here on January 13th, 2020. I would like to thank everybody for tuning in today and uh, listening to me give these talks. I really appreciate it. Um, if you want to support or donate, you can go to my website, h0mage.com. That's homage.com, spelled with a zero. So uh, if you want to show some love and support, you know, that'd be great. I never ask for money or anything, but if there's people out there who are, uh, you know, trying to help me do this shit, because, you know, none of this stuff is free. It all costs money to host these websites and whatnot. That'd be cool if you wanted to donate. I do have um, lots of new music coming out. I have a show on January 19th, 2020 at Whiskey Dick's in South Lake Tahoe. So if you're in the area there and you want to come see me do my rap thing, then uh, please come through. I'll also be with DJ Abilities from Rhyme Sayers, uh, from ID and Abilities. He's a great DJ, super fun to watch. And I'll also be with a cool group known as Glass Tongue. They're the homies too, so uh, they're dope as well. So if you want to come through, it's cheap. It's only like five or ten bucks at the door. And if you're listening from across the world, well, you can be there in spirit. Or you can buy some merch from me. DM me on uh, Instagram or or through my website. Email me homage twenty five at Yahoo. That's H zero. Oh yeah, no H O M A G E twenty five at yahoo.com. And uh, I got shirts and sweaters and all kinds of stuff. So good stuff. And that's that. Now moving on to the news. Uh, like I said, let's start with the weather. The weather's a little crazy. It's all windy down here. Seems like a storm is blowing in. Um, just like usual, they've been spraying the sky a bunch, and that's nothing new. Nobody cares. Nobody notices. Nobody talks about it. People only notice what they're told on the news. And it's funny. You know, the, on the on You look at the weather on your phone, which is controlled by the Weather Channel, which is controlled by the Rothschilds, which are the motherfuckers that control the world, straight Illuminati, reptilian ass motherfuckers and these are the people who tell you what the weather is going to be and people actually believe this stuff and they'll look at their phone and say oh it's going to snow today and looking at the sky and it's completely blue and then all of a sudden the planes come through and start spraying the sky like usual and uh there becomes cloud coverage all of a sudden the sky is covered in these weird clouds that are really just spread out chemtrails you know they're, they're seeding the clouds it's pretty obvious but people don't notice it. I mean, it's right in front of their face. They don't notice it. They don't talk about it. And that shit will always baffle my mind. You know, I just... It's one of the craziest things ever. We live in some crazy-ass times, man. Like, for real. So, you know, that's what's going on. They control the weather. I've talked about it many times. I have a song about it called Digital Clouds. Maybe that's where you heard of this podcast. I don't know. But it's a fact. And, you know, it's funny because... There are all these declassified, you know, patents and documents, even official government documents where they talk about wanting to own the weather and the strategic value of weather manipulation. And you could show this to people and they really like it doesn't matter. Straight up facts don't matter uh, unless it comes from somebody on the news. And they even come out on the news and talk about it, too. And people will think, you know, it's we're led to believe that it's happening sometimes, you know, under special circumstances, they'll modify the weather or, you know, they might do it in the future. They might start doing geoengineering where they spray particulates into the atmosphere in order to block the sun. But, 
they've been doing this shit for over 20 years. And they've been manipulating the weather for much longer than that. Uh, now the technology is perfected. Uh, and they can do some pretty amazing, fascinating stuff that is incredibly detrimental to the public. And, you know, they're using climate change as an excuse for the weird weather that they're creating. They can curve the jet stream with ionosphere heaters and make droughts in certain areas, make storms go to other areas. And then they blame it all on climate change so they can tax the public even more, um, bring in their Agenda 21 shit that needs climate change as a scapegoat as well. And basically just tighten the noose on the public and... Make it so you're further controlled. Get rid of some people. Fucking depopulation. All kinds of shit. And this is the type of stuff that we talk about here on this show. Knowledge with homage. So lots of crazy shit going on in the world. And let's talk about it. So yesterday I went on a nice drive out by the Black Rock Desert, which is north of Reno. It's where they have that Burning Man event. Uh, if you're not familiar with Burning Man, look it up. It's pretty amazing, crazy shit. I went there once, and it was a good time. Uh, there's something for everyone. You don't have to go and do drugs and get naked and be weird and fucking go to the orgy tent or whatever. Although you can do all that stuff if you're into that. Nobody will judge you till you get home. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I didn't do all that shit. I had a good time, though. I mean, I did get fucked up. I didn't go to the orgy tent. I can honestly say that. But... Burning Man's a fun event, but the Black Rock Desert is also just an, an amazing place. It's just this giant playa, which is a dried-up lake bed, and it extends for miles and miles, and it's in the middle of the desert. It just looks great. It's fantastic. It's a beautiful area. Yesterday, it was kind of windy. It even snowed a little bit, but we didn't go there uh, just for the Black Rock Desert. I went there to go and see this place called the Fly Geyser. And that is north of the Black Rock Desert, out there by Gerlock, Nevada. In the middle of nowhere, nobody lives out there. It's, and it's beautiful. It just looks crazy. Now, what Fly Geyser is, is this water phenomenon. It's a geyser. It's kind of like what they have in um, Yellowstone, over there in Yellowstone. So it's shooting water, hot water shooting out of the ground. And then there are these stalagmite-type um deposits that are built up from the different minerals and stuff that is in the water and it just creates this amazing looking structure look up fly geyser and you will see what i'm talking about because there's all these different colors there's oranges yellows and greens and purples and reds and it's all because of the minerals in this water now how this place was formed is what's fascinating. It was formed in 1916. There was a company drilling a well out there in order to get irrigation water to irrigate some crops in the surrounding valley. Now, they drilled down there. They didn't find any water, so they just moved on. And then all of a sudden, hot water starts shooting out like fucking crazy. And basically what they did is they penetrated a geothermal vent or some shit in the middle of the earth and they just found like a limitless supply of water and it's just been shooting out ever since now the reason this is important is because it's an example of primary water now if you are not familiar with primary water i highly uh, suggest that you look it up i will put a link to it in the description of this here podcast so you can uh, learn more about it you can go to the primary water institute.org I'll put the link in there so you could see. 
But it's important to learn about primary water because just like a lot of other things in this world, we've been totally lied to about the way the earth really works. And it's much for the same purpose as why they lie about all kinds of other shit. It's for power and control and money and just the usual shit. So let me tell you a little bit about primary water. Basically, the idea behind it is that water is just naturally produced inside of the earth through some sort of geologic function. Um, there's a lot of magma inside of the earth, obviously. there's That's the official story we give of uh, we're given about how the earth is made. There's different layers of the earth. We live on the crust, which is a very small, thin layer of uh, hard material surrounding the earth. And then below that, you have the mantle, <clears throat> which is where there's a lot of magma, which is hot molten rock. And below that, you have the outer core and then the inner core and all that good shit. But what they don't tell you is that in this mantle or in the, what would be called, the asthenosphere, I believe is the technical term. It's full of water. There's fucking shits like mostly water, and there's five times as much water in the mantle inside of the Earth than there is in all of the oceans on the Earth combined. Isn't that fucking crazy? Bet you didn't know that shit. Uh, Vinny Paz says some shit about that. In one of his songs, he says... Um, it's hard to grip, so I spit it at different degrees, but the inner earth holds more water than seas. Now, I think he's talking about this shit when he talks about that because, you know, primary water, man. There's, there's fucking wells in the middle of the Sahara Desert that have been consistently producing water since biblical times, and it doesn't rain there. See, what we're led to believe is the way springs work and, and watering holes and things like that. It's from groundwater that comes from the rain. It seeps through the sand and shit and the, the sedimentary layers of rock, which is just sandstone and stuff like that. So it's it permeates through that, which means it just drips through it, and then it gets contained in an underground reservoir or an aquifer, and then that's what springs access and um, wells and stuff. They just drill down into that, and this is just accumulated groundwater that comes from rain. Now... These places in the Sahara Desert and other places in the world as well, um, they don't have enough rain to account for all of this groundwater or all of this water they're pulling out of this well. So it doesn't make any sense. It seems more likely that water is being produced inside of the earth. And that's what is happening. Water is just naturally produced inside of the world. It's a fucking, I don't know, man. It's just how it works. I don't know the exact science behind it. But there are plenty of people who do. One of those people would be uh, Stephen Reese, I think is his name. He was the original dude who uh, did a bunch of work on this and found places to drill and fucking provided uh, water to a lot of people in Africa and just all over the world where they didn't they couldn't find any water. But this guy can drill through granite rocks and find like unlimited supplies of fucking water because. Apparently, there's some chemical reaction and some sort of process that happens within the earth that just produces an insane amount of water. Now, of course, we are led to believe that there's droughts and you know we're running out of water, especially over here on the West Coast. You have California. There's always a water crisis. I think now they, they even just made a fucking law where you can't like take a shower and do a load of laundry in the same day because you're going to use too much water. So they're enacting all these ridiculous laws. And of course, if you violate that law, then you're going to get fined. 
So that's more money to the government. And it's like a $1,000 fine or $2,000, some ridiculous amount of money for taking a fucking shower while you do a load of laundry. In the same day, not even at the same time. You just can't do either of those things in the same day. That's what I heard. And uh, that's a real fucking law. And it's just ridiculous, dude. Because if you knew about primary water, you would know that you could just drill down into the earth. There's people who do this and you could just find a shitload of water and be fucking, you're good to go. But of course, they don't want people to know that because there's so much money in bottled water and in just the whole water system, the way it goes, reclamation and fucking so on and so forth. So the whole economy is based upon scarcity. And if they revealed that there is such an abundance of fresh water that is usable, well, then their monopoly on that resource is fucking gone, you know? And they say that the wars of the 20th century were fought because of oil and that the wars of the 21st century are going to be fought over water. Because if you're led to believe in the official story about the water cycle, that everything comes from like fucking uh, rainwater and shit, then it would seem like we have very little fresh water. And I remember learning about this in school. They talk about how little fresh water there is on the earth. There's only like what's in the lakes and the rivers. And that's fucking it. And then rain. For some reason, rain is fresh water, which doesn't really make any sense, but it's mostly fresh water. But they don't really go into detail about, you know, how hot springs work and different springs like that. There's also a shitload of water in a volcanic eruption. It's mostly steam. That's what the pyroclastic flow is. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of water being produced inside of the earth. So it's a fascinating thing. And you should research it. Look up primary water because that shit could really change the whole entire world and save a lot of lives. And, you know, we should be using it right now. But we're not. It's hidden from us. Just like free energy is. Just like fucking all kinds of shit is. Just like the truth in, in every way, shape, and form. It's just been twisted and manipulated by powerful, greedy people so they can have control over the rest of the world. And knowledge is power, and that's the reason why they're keeping this knowledge from the public, because by withholding that knowledge, it's getting them money, and it's getting them power, most of all. So, you know, that's what's happening, and that's why I'm doing talks like this, is so people can understand what's really happening and empower themselves. Um, so, crazy shit. Now, something else to keep in, mind, uh, keep in mind is oil is produced in pretty much the same way. Now, the story we're given with how oil is made is through, it's a fossil fuel, right? They, they use that term all the time because it goes hand in hand with climate change. Now, during the fucking industrial revolution, we started using oil and, you know, driving our cars and our machinery and whatnot. And supposedly it's created this climate crisis, uh, which may be true. I don't know how much it contributes it in, in actuality, how much it contributes to it in actuality. Um, but they attribute the burning of fossil fuels to there being more CO2 in the atmosphere, and that's what is creating global warming or climate change or the climate crisis or whatever label they feel like giving it today, whatever fits their agenda. Uh, it's all because of oil, and oil is running out, and that's why it's expensive uh, because there's a shortage of it, and you know it gets a lot of countries rich. We went to the Middle East and started wars because of it. Well, that and heroin, and. You know, it's always this source of tension and just crazy shit. There's a lot of stuff revolving around oil. 
And the whole idea we're led to believe about with oil is that it came from dead dinosaurs or more specifically like old growth swamps and things like that. It's decayed organic matter that under certain conditions, pressure and heat and stuff, it just turns into fucking oil magically. Well, this is not true. It's like primary water as well. It's just an oil is just a natural substance that gets produced inside of the ground somehow. And nobody really knows how. Maybe somebody knows how. I don't know how, but I think this is what's really happening. It's just fucking made down there. It's not because of dinosaur bones or anything like that. It's just a naturally occurring substance um, that's fucking down there. And it's it's being replenished, just like the water is. It's being produced and replenished through natural processes within the earth. And that's just how it works. And there's not really a shortage of that stuff either. Now, whether or not it's good to burn and and whether or not it's fucking the planet up is a matter of much debate. There are people who say that it's the worst thing ever and we're all going to die because of driving cars and burning oil. And there's other people who say it's not much of a problem. Now, there's people in the truth community who know about chemtrails and weather modification and the way the science works behind uh, manipulating the weather and they believe that burning oil and and coal and releasing these fine particulates into the atmosphere is actually affecting the weather, which it very much could be. Uh, I don't know. All I know is fucking primary water, man. It's real shit. And oil, renewable resource. Ain't no fossils, man. There ain't no fossils in this fuel. We've been lied to, brah. It's bullshit. Um... But, you know, it's hard to find this kind of information now. I feel like it used to be easier to find this kind of shit on the internet, uh, on YouTube or Google or something. But it's totally censored now and just way harder to find alternative explanations for the way the world works. And they're they're passing laws and shit to, to make it so you can't get that other source of information. Because the people in control of the world want to have a fucking, like... Just control over everything you know and, and all the official stories. They don't want anyone thinking about shit for themselves and finding out uh, the truth because it's just, you know, what they say goes. So they got to have a monopoly on all information. And people like me, um, artists like me and, and researchers and stuff are being snuffed out. Uh, and we're fucking, they're coming after us, man. It's real shit. So got to get this information out there while you still can. Um, and with the internet, it's just so easy to censor people. The internet was dope because you could fucking share all your ideas and stuff. And, you know, it was, it was once a pretty open platform. I mean, it's, it's always been spied on. That was the original, like, intention of the PC, your private computer, was for you to put all your information on it. They put a back door in it where the government can fucking sneak into that shit and find out all your information and data. And uh, they use that shit to control you. That was the original purpose of the computer, believe it or not. I mean, it wasn't just fucking Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. They're in their fucking garages, and they just build this machine which the whole world comes to rely on for everything. That's not the way it works, but that's the story we're given. It's a fantasy. Now, maybe they did invent fucking ways to better the computer and stuff like that, but this whole system, the internet, and all that shit, it came out of the government, um, out of the Pentagon more specifically, and even more specifically than that, out of DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. Um, they created the internet, 
They created the web, and the reason why they call it the web or the net is because they fucking use it like a net, dude, and they capture everyone into it, uh, get all your information, and you're stuck in the net, and you're stuck in the web, and then you're fucked, and then you get eaten by a spider or whatever. So there's symbolism behind all this shit, man, and it's pretty interesting when you start looking into it. So... Man, where was I going with this? <laughs> I don't remember what the... F- oh, I was talking about how it's harder to find information now. Yeah, it, it seemed like there was an open source at one time, but it's definitely way more fucking censored now. Um, they're making it so you can't see certain stuff. I think my, a lot of my shit gets censored, like on YouTube and stuff. Um, but how do you prove it? I don't know. I've had people reach out to me and say the same thing too. But what can you do? You just got to put out what you can and hope that people see it but um yeah the the whole idea behind the internet and and computers and and even facebook being founded by mark zuckerberg i can't i have a hard time believing any of this shit because too much of our day-to-day life and the world relies upon this technology for it to have just came from the bottom up that's not how this type of stuff works it comes from the top down uh, there are people who have all the advanced technology. They're way ahead of us in these black project, you know, government operations. They have all this shit years before they release it to the public. And by the time they give it to the public, they've already ran these scenarios and figured out what it's going to do to us. And they know how we're going to respond. So that, then that's when they give it to us is when it'll be beneficial to them. They release the technology to us. That's when that happens. And that's just the way the world fucking works, man. Shit's crazy. And you do with it what you will, I guess. Now, I don't know if I already talked about it, but there's some... No, I don't think I've talked about it yet in this one. Let's talk about the assassination of General Qasem Soleimani. That was a fun fucking thing. Fun way to start off 2020. Uh, Donald Trump pulled the trigger, told the drone to shoot down the evil terrorist Iranian general Qasem Soleimani. <sighs> Fucking scary, man. Scary times we live in. I thought for a second World War III was about to go down. You know, that's a very real possibility. We're living in crazy times. And I always look at this shit skeptically because the project for the New American Century, the PNAC group, which was a Washington, D.C.-based think tank in the late 90s, they wrote down a list of countries that we were going to invade, and we've pretty much taken out all of those countries, and they're all Middle Eastern countries. Iraq was one, Afghanistan, Libya, Yemen, Syria, um, and Iran. Iran was on there too. I might have missed one. But they've been trying, they've been creating this fucking turmoil with Iran for a long time. We've always had beef, and uh, it's just one of those places we want to take out. Some people think it's because they haven't adopted the the Rothschild banking system, and they're not a part of that global system. They're trying to do their own shit. So we want to fucking take them out and replace them with one of our guys and destabilize their country and just fuck them up, you know? Now, and steal their oil, of course. It's a classic maneuver, classic American maneuver. And when they killed this general, that was a pretty big move in that direction. It's like, damn, are we going for this right now? I gave talks about a war with Iran earlier when they built, when they um, supposedly launched a missile at that oil tanker. That was some shit going down, and, and it seemed like that was going to start a war. Now they've killed this 
this general, this general Soleimani, and he was a well-liked dude. Like there were hundreds of thousands of people at his funeral. And think about that. There is no American in this entire fucking world today that would die and there would be hundreds of thousands of people at the funeral. Those times are long gone, man. Like the last people who the turnout would have been like for that shit was fucking John Lennon, Martin Luther King Jr., and John F. Kennedy. I think of any, there's no figure like that left today. I mean, there's celebrities and there's, you know, people who are well-liked, but I don't think there'll be, like, riots in the streets like they did for uh, General Soleimani down there in Iran. They love this guy. Uh, Apparently, he did a lot for the Iranian people. Um, He was a hero of the Iran-Iraq war. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to say this dude was a saint. I'm sure he did some fucked up shit, too. He killed a lot of people, as generals do. Uh, but Americans kill a lot of people, you know, that's that's war. And I'm not making excuses for him, but they're calling this guy a terrorist and saying he's just the fucking epitome of evil and he's a devil in human form. And yet all these people loved him. And, you know, they just had nothing but awesome things to say about this guy. So I'm sure the truth is somewhere in between as it always tends to be. Now, after... We assassinated Soleimani. Iran retaliated, and they said they would. But apparently they gave the United States warning. They said, hey, you know, you fuck with us, we're going to fuck with you now. We're going to attack these bases. And they told the Iraqi dude who's in control of that shit, I think it was the prime minister of Iraq, they told him that they're going to retaliate and blow up some American bases there. The Iraqis told the Americans. The soldiers were able to get out of those areas because they told them what they were going to attack. And Iran blew that shit up. And they did it more as a show of force to say that, hey, you're in our house, you know? Like, we could blow up these bases if we want. We got fucking missiles too, brah. So they blew those structures up as a message to the United States. Of course, Trump came back and said, oh, they missed or they fucked up and they didn't do shit. They suck. And that was that, you know, some people thought that we were going to retaliate after that and and blow up Tehran and fucking launch a nuclear bomb on them or some shit. Uh, I'm glad we didn't. But the Iranians, it seemed like what they did was a show of force and it was a precise bombing where they just, they purposely didn't take any American lives. They were just showing that if they wanted to, they could. You know, so don't fuck with them anymore. Basically was the message they were trying to send to us. And of course, when something like this happens, all of the fucking warmongers come out of the wood. All of these stupid, ignorant, dumb fucking assholes that we're surrounded by. And then they say, oh, well, if you don't support my country, then you could fuck off and shit like that. Like, And they're just immediately down to blow up this whole entire country when they have no fucking clue what's going on. They have no idea about history or about what's, you know, the the real agenda behind all this shit. They're just down for a war, and they're just fucking, that's just the way they are. And they're stupid. They say, I support my troops. And they're just bootlickers, and only when some shit goes down like this, like when our troops get attacked. They, they'll never talk about how America has like a thousand fucking military bases all over the world, We've killed millions and millions of innocent people just in this decade alone since the war on terror. And they just want to keep doing it. They just want to kill more and more people because we're so fucking brainwashed by Call of Duty and fucking war movies that we think 
you know, we're just always the heroes when in actuality, that's not the case. Now, I'm not trying to talk shit about every soldier, every American soldier that's ever existed, but this whole idea of of heroism and and American dominance across the world and and that we just go into a country and fucking, you know, like give them flowers and shit and they just love us. No, it's not how that shit works, dude. We, we've been fucking shit up for a long time. Um, we are unwelcome in the Middle East. The whole reason we, we went there in the first place was because of 9-11, but we were there before that too. There was Desert Storm, and we had constantly been funding proxy armies and and arming terrorists and creating terrorist groups and just destabilizing regions. And Amer- this is like old news for America. We've been doing this shit for a long time. Since World War II, we started fucking around and we took over as like the new world order branch of just military might. So America's been fucking shit up, bro. For a long time. We're not so innocent. And, you know, we went to Iraq because George Bush said there was weapons of mass destruction. And everyone was so fucking, it was fresh out of 9-11, right? And then that was blamed on Osama bin Laden, who was a CIA trained motherfucker named Tim Osman and the Bin Laden family actually loaned George Bush 10,000 no 10 they they loaned George W Bush Jr. is he a junior? They loaned him a million dollars to start a fucking oil company in like the 70s, the Bin Laden family. Isn't that some crazy shit? Osama Bin Laden's fucking dad loaned George Bush a million bucks to start an oil company. That's a fact. That's a documented fact. And then all of a sudden, you know, these guys, you know, George is president and then Osama grew up and he's the most wanted terrorist in the world and then he blows up the Twin Towers. I mean, you can't make this shit up. It's amazing. And <laughs> because you got to understand the Bin Laden family was an incredibly powerful, wealthy uh, real estate family, I believe from Saudi Arabia. So they had billions of dollars and they were homies with the Bushes because the Bushes is a big oil family too. And I think the Bin Ladens are involved in oil as well. But it's just, they, they have all these ties together. And then to think that it, it plays out like a movie. All of a sudden, George Bush becomes president. And then Osama Bin Laden becomes the ultimate villain of the entire world uh, as of 2001. You know, from 2001 onward, Osama was like <coughs> the, the biggest piece of shit in the world. He's our new Hitler, basically. But if anyone, I mean, if you've looked into 9-11, you should know that it, the official story is complete bullshit. I've given talks about this as well. Uh, Dr. Judy Wood proves beyond reasonable doubt that the seven buildings of the World Trade Center complex were actually destroyed with some sort of directed energy weapon type technology, some weaponized free energy uh, technology that Nikola Tesla seems to have developed in the late 20th century. Or would that be the 19th century? And eh, like early 1900s. Came over like death beams and shit. Weaponized free energy, man. It's real shit. Now, so 9-11 happened. We destroyed our own towers. We being the fucking powers that be, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and that justified the invasion of the Middle East. So we blew up the towers. Then we went and invaded Afghanistan. Blamed it on Osama. They passed the fucking Patriot Act. So now they can just legally spy on everyone. As long as they say you're a terrorist, they can fucking kill you, blow you up with a drone, do whatever they want. 
Now, in 2003 is when they did Operation Iraqi Freedom. And what they meant by Iraqi Freedom was launching missiles with white phosphorus and depleted uranium all over Fallujah and just creating the worst cases of fucking mutations and cancer and fucking infant death syndrome and all this shit since uh, the last time we blew up some motherfuckers with nuclear weapons back in Hiroshima and Nagasaki at the end of World War II. So, you know, this is our fucking, this is America trying to help, man. We just go over there and we murder a shitload of people. Doesn't matter if they're innocent women and kids. Uh, As long as you're brown and you're fucking, you know, Muslim or something, we don't understand your culture, then uh, you're fair game and they're probably going to kill you. Now, America has been doing this. It's the longest war in American history, this supposed war on terror, which was started on a completely false event to begin with, a false flag event, like most wars tend to be. And we've been there ever since, just occupying Iraq. They don't fucking like us. Growing hella uh, opium in Afghanistan, shipping that shit back, creating the opioid crisis in America that my friends have died from and are in prison from. Everybody knows someone who's affected by opium or heroin or whatever. It's an incredible crisis. And all this shit's coming from the Middle East, uh, from our good fucking boys in camo down there. Now, I'm not saying that every soldier is a bad person and they there's not people who mean good. I'm just saying that this whole entire machine, this military-industrial complex-controlled fucking beast... It, it thrives on war, and war is never going to end because there's so much money in it. And, you know, we've been wasting trillions of dollars in the Middle East. We shouldn't be over there. They don't fucking want us there. And uh, maybe it's time we got out. Maybe Iran's trying to say, hey, guys, fuck off. You know, we're sick of you being here. <laughs> Stealing all our gold and shit. But um, that's what's going down. So... The crazy shit that happened after the Iranians launched the missiles at America was this Ukrainian flight flying out of Tehran, which is the capital of Iran, just fucking blew up in midair. And at that point, I was like, damn, did we just blow up another Iranian flight? Because we did that in 1988. Uh, An American warship flying around, I mean, sailing around Iran, blew up a Ukrainian jetliner with 290 people aboard. And killed everyone and never apologized for it or anything. And the captain of that boat who ordered that fucking shit shot down actually got an award. He got like a medal for it. It's completely ridiculous. And uh, the U.S. government has never officially apologized for that. So, you know, it happens. Sometimes you kill 290 people in a fucking airplane. And it looks like Iran just did the same shit to us. They thought we were attacking them. And so they blew up this airplane with like a surface-to-air missile or some shit, and killing all 170-something people on board. It's a terrible tragedy. Uh, It would also be interesting to find out who exactly was on that flight. Apparently there was a lot of Canadians. So all my friends out there in Canada, 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 um, you know, hope you're doing well. Blessings to you. Rest in peace to everyone who who died in that attack. It's incredibly sad. And... uh, just the stupid shit people do, man, because of war and because because they got the tools to do it, I guess. I don't know. But this is the world that we live in now where you, you could be flying in an airplane, just traveling or whatever. I met people uh, when I was in Thailand that had recently, like, 
just gotten to Thailand from Iran because they just traveled across Iran. Um, these are people from Europe, uh, no Americans because Americans aren't really allowed in Iran. Uh, or they might be. It's just a lot harder for us to travel there because we got beef. Um, but this chick I was talking to who traveled across Iran, she said it was like the most amazing place she'd ever been. She said it was beautiful. The people are super nice. And it's just a great place to visit. Now, we're being geared up for this war, man. Like, like they're just terrible people. These are just people. That's something you got to understand. You know, people might have different customs and stuff. They might talk different, look different. They might smell different. But everyone's a person at the end of the day. And these wars and just the needless killing, it's got to stop, man. It's fucking stupid. I'm sick of it. So don't fall for another war. There's nothing cool about it. Don't sign up for the fucking military. Don't be all brainwashed by the propaganda. There ain't going to be no draft. It's just stupid. Fucking dumb, man. And don't be stoked on drones either. They killed Soleimani with a drone. Fuck drones. That's some pussy-ass way to kill someone. The problem with it is, is eventually drones are going to become normal on American soil, and you're going to be out fucking riding your skateboard one day, and a drone's going to come by and shoot a fucking missile in your ass, and you're going to blow up because you fucking made a funny tweet about the president. That's what's going to happen, man. This is where we're going. This technology's out of hand. And speaking of drones, did you know that there are drone birds? Now, you may have seen the meme online where they're saying that some people think that <laughs> it's fucking stupid. It's to make fun of conspiracy theorists, but they're saying that pigeons are actually government drones. And they say, have you actually ever seen a pigeon outside of a city? No. Therefore, they're government drones and they're spying on us and shit. Which, of course, is ridiculous. There's such things as pigeons. There's real birds. That's that's a thing. They're dying by the millions because of the chemtrails and shit, but there are real birds. Birds are real. You can dissect one if you want. Uh, but what else is real is bird drones. Now, there's also bug drones, too, like mosquito drones. But they got these bird drones, which they're already using in China. And they fucking fly around. They look like regular birds. They fly like a regular bird. And the way they are powered, too, this is fascinating shit. They can stand on the power lines and then use the electromagnetic field that is radiating off of those power lines to, like, fucking recharge. It's amazing. It's crazy. And, of course, they got, you know, cameras in them and shit, microphones maybe, too. And uh, there's just these fake birds flying around. And, th dude... How do we know this shit isn't already in America, too? They're using it in China. You know, we're all homies. Like, China doesn't get to just use some shit without the American Illuminati fucking signing off on that shit. China's just like an experiment zone. They're trying to see how much shit people will take over there before they finally start freaking out and shit. Uh, communism was a big experiment. The Soviet Union was an experiment along those lines. And uh, same shit's taking place in China. And this new system that we're being like forced into and, and gently guided into one one phase at a time is a mixture of communism and capitalism and socialism. It's like they tried all of these systems now, so they're going to take little things that work from each system for controlling people and mold it into one system, which is going to be the New World Order, One World Government thing. And that's what's happening. Crazy shit, right? Uh, these bird drones should be especially concerning, though, because... 
That's just fucked up, man. What the fuck, dude? They already got fake trees, though. Eventually, the whole forest, they're going to cut down every fucking tree, and then each tree in the forest is just going to be a cell phone tower. That's all it's going to be. And there's no more fucking birds. They're just going to be drones. No more mosquitoes, just drone mosquitoes. And that's the fucking world we're heading into, folks. Crazy shit, man. Crazy fucking shit. Uh, So watch out for those, you know, be careful around them birds, man. One of them might not be real, especially if you're in China. So crazy shit, right? But this is the surveillance state that we live in. They want to be constantly tracking everyone. You know, they want Alexas in every house, even our cell phones. They're listening to everything we say. Of course, you've, you've experienced it when you're like talking about something and then all of a sudden you see an ad for it, like in your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed. And you're like, oh, sick. Sick, I'm being spied on. They're probably, you know, they're watching us, man. And uh, in 2018, they made it a law so every car has to have a backup camera. And it would be naive not to think that the government can't fucking hack into each one of these cars. That's why you have to, like, each car that can be sold in America has to be approved. And that's why there's certain cars that we don't have here. Like in Asia, they have the Toyota Helix, which is like a diesel Tacoma. It's pretty sweet. Uh, but we can't sell that shit here. I don't know why. Is there not a fucking good enough camera in it? Are they not listening to us on the Bluetooth? Or is there too many emissions? In which case, why is it okay for those motherfuckers to be emitting all this harmful shit, but we can't? See? These are uh, different, different guidelines and shit for different people in different places of the world. And that's the way the world's controlled. Uh, Facebook. Facebook is part of that control mechanism. And it's addicting, man. They've di- they've designed that shit in the way to be as addicting as possible. Good old Mark Zuckerberg. He just uh, bought a house actually up in Tahoe. It's, it's a mansion. It was like a fucking who knows how many millions. But might go chill up there with him this summer. We'll see. I'll hit him up. I'll hit him up on Facebook. Just kidding, I won't. He's a douchebag. He actually kind of looks like an alien, which I'm convinced that him and Elon Musk, they're both like fucking androids or something. They just don't seem like real people. Uh, This is my own conspiracy theory that I'm making up right now is Elon Musk is like a fucking robot or some shit. Either like a robot or an alien or a demon. Just something. He's definitely not real though. The, The whole Elon Musk story, I'm not buying one bit. Uh, if you look into his history and you try to figure out how he got his money and stuff, it's just none of it makes sense. And that tends to be the case with these people who head these giant companies that are really like CIA fronts and like black project fucking shit just gone mainstream. They have to make it seem like it was just made by some regular fucking Joe Schmo off the street. So then, uh, because if they really said, hey, the CIA made this shit or DARPA or the Pentagon or whatever, people would be a little weary of using it. They're like, uh, I don't know. I mean, what the fuck did you make this for? Are you, are you trying to spy on me or something? But if it's just some regular guy named Mark or fucking Elon makes some shit, then uh, people are like, oh, that's dope. And what a what a brilliant individual trying to save the world. Um, but they're not. They're just like playing a role. And that's the way the real world works uh, most of these times. Not to say that Regular people can't make, you know, awesome discoveries and and do cool shit. But when something is that integral to 
controlling society and has become such a fucking huge part of just normal day-to-day life like you got to be skeptical of that and and kind of look further into uh where this stuff comes from and then you'll find that you know it's most of the time they're lying about that shit so kind of crazy stuff now i do want to talk about something uh actually just very interesting is uh the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago. Now, this was a fascinating event. And I did a bunch of research on it the other night because I'm fascinated with Ferris wheels. And in uh, the 1893 World's Fair, they had a giant Ferris wheel. It could hold fucking 2,160 passengers on one Ferris wheel in 1893. And the coolest part about it is the guy who invented that Ferris wheel... He's from Carson City, Nevada, and his name is George Ferris. Look that shit up, man. It's a fascinating story. So the 1893 World's Fair was meant to commemorate the 400th anniversary of Christopher Columbus landing in America, or close to it or whatever. But they celebrated a year late. Uh, They weren't quite ready for it. Um, The guy who designed the fairgrounds, he was the dude who designed Central Park and uh, all kinds of amazing shit. Uh, let's see if I can find his name. I've I've read the whole story, but I'm not going to read you the whole story. I'll, I'm just summarizing for you. So in the 1893 World's Fair, uh, they're coming fresh off of the fucking, the Eiffel Tower just got built in Paris, and it was like the shit, right? So they're finally getting this this steel manufacturing down where they can make just these gigantic pieces of steel slap them together and just make these ridiculously large structures that they had previously never been able to do. So over there in Paris, they made the Eiffel Tower. It was the shit, very impressive. And it was just a testament to our engineering prowess. Now, at the 1893 World's Fair, we had to build something to rival that because that shit had just came out. It was pretty badass. And there are all these people... um, that had all these ideas, they're like, oh, well, we could just build, like, a bigger Eiffel Tower, like, 500 feet bigger or something. And people were like, nah, that's kind of whack. Like, we'd just be biting their shit. And uh, people had all these ideas, and people were like, nah, nah, nah. And then old fucking George came up, fresh from the Nevada desert, right here where I live, Carson City, Nevada. He was a young engineer, like, 30 years old, and he designed bridges. And George was like, hey, you know, fuck all that shit. Let's build a Ferris wheel. And everyone was like, what the fuck's a Ferris wheel? And he's like, well, let me tell you. My name's George Ferris, and I'm going to fucking make a Ferris wheel. And what he did, it was just some crazy shit. He he made a Ferris wheel, the first one. And not like some little pussy Ferris wheel that you see at the carnival nowadays. This one was 290 feet in diameter, I believe it was, uh, which was insanely big. Uh, just the axle of it was 45 and a half uh, feet long and 33 inches in diameter. And that's like where the whole shit spun on. It weighed 89,320 pounds, this axle. And it was the largest piece of steel ever cast uh, at that point in the world. So this guy, he made a, a crazy thing that had never before been seen. And he made a Ferris wheel that could hold 2,160 people. And that's pretty amazing because... Even the biggest Ferris wheel in the world right now, it's in Las Vegas, still in Nevada, which is cool. But um, it can only hold like maybe like 500 people or something like that. So not nearly as many people. Uh, But good old George, he built this badass Ferris wheel uh, 
1893, and it could hold over 2,000 people. And it, that shit was like full, uh, full capacity all the time. And millions of people went and wrote it. 1893 Chicago World's Fair. Look that shit up. There was a bunch of marvels of engineering, and it was just amazing how hard they went for these events. It was like the fucking, um, wow, what's that big music event that everyone, it was like Coachella, but cool. So I find the story of good old George Ferris to be incredibly inspiring because you had this guy, he's a regular kid from Carson City, just like me. And then he went and build, he built the largest, most magnificent structure in the whole entire world. And fucking people loved it. He changed people's lives. In fact, I actually have an heirloom from the 1893 World's Fair. And it is a, it's like a paperweight. It's this glass thing. And it has the, um, the Chicago World's Fair fucking Ferris wheel in it. And it was actually, it says how big it was, 264 feet in diameter. But the whole, each little car on it was like a small trailer. And it held like 60 people in each one or something. And it's just amazing, man. So they were doing some really cool stuff at the end of the 1800s there. And I talked about this on my last podcast where I mentioned something about the mud flood. And I don't know if the mud flood's true or not, but it seems like we were building some really cool stuff back in the day that we are no longer building. And I don't understand why. It's very strange to me. So hopefully we get back to building, you know, big Ferris wheels like that and nice buildings because... I miss that kind of stuff. Cool shit. But instead, we're just building drone birds and fucking missiles and shooting them at Iran, blowing up Soleimani's and not utilizing our primary water. So, you know, you got to think about that stuff, guys. I mean, sheesh. I'm just talking shit. I don't know. But something cool that's happening. I do have a couple new albums in the works. Pretty much done with them, honestly. I'm just trying to figure out the way to promote them and stuff. It sucks to drop some music, have nobody listen to it. That's whack. They say that you should have like triple the amount of money you spent making the album just to promote it and, and do all that stuff, which I don't have. Fucking broke, man. People ain't buying cars. People are dicks. Oh, let me tell you one more story and then I'm out of here. So I work selling cars, right? If you listen to this podcast, you should know that by now. But I had this fucking lady, she was my customer, and she she had one leg. Now, I felt bad for her. I was like, oh, that's a nice lady. I kind of feel bad for her. She only has one leg. She lost it to cancer. And, you know, I spent a lot of time with her, helped her out. She had like a million questions. She was very thorough, which is a nice way of saying annoying. And, you know, she eventually bought the car. And I was, it was happy and stuff. But... She ended up getting all offended that I didn't know the answer to some of her questions because she had like a million and she would ask them over and over. And I'd be like, I answered all the ones I could, but there was a couple I didn't really know because I don't work in that department. She's asking, you know, when she has to do this and that for the servicing and shit. And I'm like, I'm not quite sure, honestly. I could tell you, you know, someone who does know. And uh, she didn't want to sign some shit that I had. And I was like, okay, fine. Don't sign it. You know, it's fine. Whatever. And then um, she ended up getting all freaked out about this shit. She talked to my boss for like fucking two hours, just bitching about me, like so angry. <laughs> and I felt bad for her. I feel like it was because she was like lashing out because she felt helpless because 
because of the cancer and stuff. And and I, th- I feel like it just took a psychological toll. Maybe she was on some medication that fucks with her. It was just totally uncalled for for her to freak out this much. But she was like trying to get me fired because of it. And I was like, what the fuck, bitch? I wanted to rip off her other leg and fucking beat her over the head with it. Like, damn, bitch. It was ridiculous. But um, I tell you that story because I thought it would be funny. <laughs> but now I just seem like a dick. But she was being a hoe. So, you know, if you're being a hoe, I'll be a dick. Dicks and hoes, man. Boats and hoes, actually. So if you're a one-legged person, you know, don't be a dick. I mean, it's just... Then someone's going to talk about you on their podcast. They're going to talk about ripping off your other leg and beating you over the head with it. And nobody wants that. I mean, come on. Anyways, on that note, I think I'm out of here. Uh, like I said, January 19th, 2020, Whiskey Dicks in South Lake Tahoe with DJ Abilities and Glass Tongue. It's going to be a good time. <clears throat> I'm going to be performing a bunch of new shit for my new album, Silence is Betrayal. Uh, it's it's dope. It's really cool. I'm really excited for it. And I'm going to have um, sweaters and shirts f- available for sale too. And of course, CDs, uh, if anybody still listens to CDs. So let me know. Hit me up if you want to, you know, got comments on the podcast. You can reach me on my Instagram. That's H0MAGE, homage with a zero. And uh, you can reach me on my website, H0MAGE, homage.com with a zero. H0MAGE.com. All right, you guys all, you know, be cool out there. Have a great day. Love you. Thanks for listening. Peace out. I have spoken to you from this office. Where so many decisions have been made that shape the history of this nation. I have always tried to do what was best. Illegitimate killers, US military guerrillas. This ain't no real war. Vietnam shit. World War II, that's a war. This is just a military conflict. Soothing drug abusing. Vietnamese women screwing sex, gambling and booze, and all this shit is amusing. Bitches and guns. This is every man's dream. I don't wanna go home. Where I'm just an ordinary human being. Special op, Huey Chopper, gun shit, run shit, gook run when the mini guns.
spit won't miss Kill shit, spit 4,000 bullets a minute Victor Charlie hit trigger, hit it I'm in it to win it, get it The lieutenant hit it, the villain I been it The killing I did it, crippled did it Pictures I painted, it's vivid Living a wizard with weapons A secret mission, we got to begin it Government funded behind enemy lines Bullets is spraying, it's heating up 100 degrees The enemies, the North Vietnamese Bitch please, ain't no sweat, I'm totally at ease Until I see the pilot got hit And we bout to hit some trees Taylor Road to Pro Crash Land American man, Cambodia right in the enemy hand Take a swig of the whiskey to calm us Them yellow men wearing black pajamas, they wanna harm us They all up on us, bang bang, bullet hit my chest, feel no pain To my left the captain caught a bullet right in his brain Body parts flying, loss of limbs, explosions, bad intentions I see my best friend's intestines, pray to the one above It's raining, I'm covered in mud, I think I'm dying I feel dizzy, I'm losing blood I see my childhood, I'm back in the arms of my mother I see my whole life, I see Christ, I see bright lights I see Israelites, Muslims and Christians in peace, no fights Black, whites, Asians, people of all types I must have died, then I woke up surprised I'm alive, I'm in a hospital bed, they rescued me, I survived I escaped the war, came back, but ain't escape Agent Orange, two of my kids born handicapped Spastic quadriplegia, mycocephalic, cerebral palsy, cortical blindness Name it, they had it, my son died, he ain't live But I still try to think positive, cause in life, God take, God give For press use only, Baby Grand Records